Welcome to the OA Light a Candle Meeting Podcast. Visit our website at www.oalaig.org where you'll find several speaker feeds with over 400 speaker files, forms for ordering CDs for these speakers, and a place to donate to keep this special service active. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Debbie. Hi, I am Debbie, a recovering compulsive overeater and anorexic. I feel extremely short right now. Um, okay, let's see. Okay, currently, my abstinence is about 11 and a half years of no binging, no starving, not leaving program, and not leaving the planet Earth. And I made that abstinence when I tried to take an overdose, and that wasn't really being abstinent you know, when I'm trying, didn't want to be here anymore. Um, so that absence has really given me a lot of freedom this time around. I've had, I first came into program in 1993. I could not stop eating sugar. I remember just being passed out from whatever candy cookies I was eating. And I don't know how or how I found the OA hotline, but I just remember myself calling the OA hotline and that next Saturday, I was at a meeting on Hill Street, crying my eyes out, found a sponsor my first meeting, and was willing to do anything because I just, I couldn't live the way I was being. I was just so obsessed with food, with my body, you know, and that just went on my entire life until I think I was like 23 when I first came in. So the first, I had about two years of abstinence, of no sugar, I went through probably three sponsors because at that time I put everything on my sponsor. They were my mom, my dad, my God, my everything. I didn't know, you know, I just knew they were everything. And no one person can handle all that. So that's a big job. Um, and, I, and, and at that time I also met my first husband. And after my third sponsor dumped me, I was like, I don't, you know, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm fine, I'm married, turned my first husband into my higher power, and moved to San Francisco and thought everything was just going to be great. That didn't work out so well, got a divorce. And I remember, I mean, once the seed for me was planted with program, I remember I still had my books. You know, I remember when I was going through that separation in San Francisco trying to find a meeting. You know, I was like, I just was, I didn't know what to do. You know, it was just, I was just so heartbroken. Eventually, I got back to L.A. I always say I took like a five-year hiatus because then by the time 2000, I came back in the program. And, you know, it was just I, at that time, I think I had an absence again of, of not having sugar. But for me, sugar made when I – at that time, that's what I had to do. But I was kind of – I wasn't a really pleasant person to be around because I was really obsessed. Like, no, I can't have this. I can't eat that. You know, I just didn't have peace with food. You know, it, it helped me to lose weight. I wasn't binging, but I still hadn't found peace. You know, and I had, the first time around I had worked, I went through the steps really fast. I, I knew you couldn't graduate, but I thought, getting through the first 12 steps, you know, I'm going to, the 12 steps, I'm going to be okay. I remember being on a plane coming back from New York, and I was just writing my fourth step, you know, rigorously, and this guy's like, Wow, you've got an intense book going on there, you know. <laughs> and um, and I remember that giving that first four step away was was very powerful. You know, I've gone through 
the steps a few times. I think this, this right now, I've had the same sponsor for about eight years. I have still not completed the 12 steps with her in this time. I mean, I have gone through sex inventory that took me, like, I think a year. It was, like, so hard to do. Um, I just finished, I mean, our goal was to finish this year, um, which the year is almost up, so I better hurry up. Uh, I met, I did my ninth step with her, and recently, like last few months, and it was just like, I was the only person on that list this time that, she was, you have not harmed anybody else. So it was really sad to me, I was like, God, I am, I'm my worst enemy, you know, so I had to write, you know, a list of amends to myself, things I have to look at every day, that I need to be kind to myself, I need to exercise, I need to, I think the biggest thing for me was because food, I've had peace with food now. I mean, I still, like, there's, there's a lot of food I don't have in my house. If things start talking to me, I know they can't be in my house. I've gone through a second divorce in the last two years. And this one has been really hard because I've been in program, and I've had to feel it. My first divorce, I ate two pints of ice cream every night to get through it. It was still hard, but I didn't have program. And, you know, my sponsor, it's like, I've learned... I don't keep secrets. That's a big thing for me. Is like, and I don't talk to. I've learned also. I don't have to talk to a lot of people about everything that's going on in my life. I don't have to be an open book to everyone that I work with. But to my sponsor, my therapist, I have a very few people who really know what's going on with me, and I can't keep secrets. And for me, like, you know, my new drug of choice the past two years was men you know I didn't it was like what the heck you know, I hadn't I was in a 12 year relationship I'd never I didn't know how to date I didn't know how to do this so part of my ninth step was this dating of dignity you know, dating with dignity conduct I still don't really know how to do it but I'm you know I, my sponsor put me on a ban from from online dating and I'm like okay I'm willing I mean basically I become it takes a little while, but I become pretty willing when my, to take sponsor direction. Um, just to, uh, just kind of my history of where I come from, I was adopted at a, a month old into a family of complete dysfunction of alcoholism and compulsive overeaters, and they thought that I was this perfect child that was going to save their marriage. Well, I didn't save their marriage, and so by the time I was eight, um, my parents got divorced. My dad had a, had an affair. He asked, my, he got my mom pregnant right before he asked the divorce. So my sister was born in the midst of all this. So, you know, I just had just crazy dysfunction. I always just remember as, and I think also a gift from program two is I don't blame it on my parents anymore because I have lots of parents. I just um, bless you. I just uh, I've learned. I have to just, I have, I have to be accountable. I've got to just, this was, what? I mean, lots of people, we have dysfunction. And we, with the steps and this foundation, it gets me through it. But, you know, when I was eight years old, you know, I had to be an adult right away. And I didn't know how to do that. And, um, you know, I became, I just, and also, I mean, my mom, I remember from a very young age, it was just like, she did not want me to be fat like her. Well, I didn't have the same genetic makeup, but she just made it very clear to me 
she didn't want me to be fat like her, so I just, I always saw diets and the obsession of food, and at three years old, wearing a little, you know, yellow, pink polka dot bikini, her telling me to suck my stomach in, because you can't be fat, you know, I was never fat, you know, um, but that, you know, has stayed with me for so long, like, I forget to breathe, you know, I, I mean, I tattooed my wrist to say breathe, you know, I, I, you know, I really just, like, forget, because I still will hold my stomach in, it's just something that is in me, and, um, it's definitely better, and, and the way, I mean, I even put, I, I, because I do like tattoos, and it's an escape for me, I even put a flower on my stomach, so I would feel like my stomach was pretty, you know, because I had so much hate about my body, um, and thankfully, it's much, through program, it's much better, but being single at the age I'm at now, I'm 45, it's like, dating when I was in my 30s was much easier, so it, it, it's harder, you know, it's, and feeling okay, that I'm okay where I'm at right now, and, you know, being in recovery, you know, it has helped me tremendously, and also, you know, my after my sponsor, you know, for I don't know how many years she's told me to go to the other relationship program, she's like, you need to go, you know, and I remember going a few months ago, going in those rooms, going, oh, God, I really need another program, you know, it's like, um, because, I mean, I've abused everything I could, you can possibly abuse, but when I came into OA, I was able to put down a lot of that stuff, but, you know, in the past two years, you know, I just started out playing around with stuff again, and I just was like, I've always stayed honest with my sponsor on what I'm doing, but, you know, just, I think in the last few months when I've had to really practice this ninth, this ninth step for myself, I've had, I've had to put it all away, the partying, the, you know, having all the guys, getting all this attention, you know, and really I wanted connection with someone, and all I was getting is attention, and when I've had to, like, stand up for myself and say, you know what, this doesn't feel good, I deserve to be treated better, now I have to feel again, and I'm just like, oh, God, feeling is so hard. That's the hardest thing for me in this program is not um, numbing it, you know, in some way, shopping, whatever. It's like nothing, you get to a point where nothing works anymore. You just have to feel it, and you have to write about it, and you have to talk to your sponsor about it, and you have to go to more meetings, and you, you know, for me, being a service to my sponsor, like, totally gets me out of my head. You know, it's just like, you know, and, and just when I, and, and I'm just like so grateful for my sponsor. You know, knowing that I can just call her whenever, and she, you know, is like, "You're just dating Deb right now," and I'm like, "I hate Deb." You know, it's like, but um, you know, Deb's really boring. You know, and she's like, "No, she's not." You know, and um, it's, you know, it's just it's challenging. It's challenging to just to feel alone. You know, and having to, you know, deal with you know, rejection from friends through the divorce, through, uh, yeah, that, that, I think it's hard for me to see, nothing has really changed for my ex, he just moved another girl in, he's got all of his toys, he's, he's fine, I've seen him gain weight, you know, because he's also a compulsive overeater, he tried to be in these rooms and didn't want to do the work, um, and I just feel like I'm the one who really had to start over. You know, I 
moved, I started a new job, I basically had to try to get my friends, you know, when I was married, you know, you're not like, your social life changes, I wasn't hanging out with my old friends, you know, you know, it's just, it's been really challenging, and I've had to, and sometimes I get tired of having to make the initiative, you know, to, so sometimes I will stay at home all weekend by myself, and, you know, I don't binge anymore, I just watch TV and movies and escape that way. I always do check in with my sponsor and say, this is what I'm doing right now, because um, it's a way to escape. Uh, so it's, and, you know, I'm really, you know, the holidays, I wish it was January already, you know, <laughs> I really do. I, because my, my ex and I, we decided to divorce on Thanksgiving Eve two years ago. And, boy, yeah, we were, like, the life of the party on Thanksgiving that year. Um, and having to, you know, be a couple you know, and just act, it was like the elephant in the room. Well, now I realize I just don't do anything I really don't want to do. And especially like my, um, my natural family, who I met my natural mother 25 years ago because she had breast cancer. And, and you know, it was really great. It was like, oh my God, this is the family I always wanted, you know, and it was really good for a long time. And the last, through this divorce, she really just proved to me she's not a mother. She's my egg donor. You know, she she didn't, it was her choice to give me up. She doesn't know how to be a mother because she sided, she became neutral. She sided with my ex-husband, you know. And, and I was just like, you're inviting him to Thanksgiving. It was like the next year and you're not even asking me how I feel. And she's someone like I never could really tell her how I feel. And I did like about probably a year ago. And it did not go very well because she's like, you know, Thanksgiving's my favorite holiday. I'm going to do whatever I want. Sorry you feel like that. You know, and I'm like, you're clearly not a mother. And um, But I said what I need to say in the best possible way I could say it, the nicest way to say it, that I don't owe an amends, you know, that I... And for her, it's just, I remember this last year, or this year, we celebrated our 25th anniversary, and I just didn't even want to acknowledge it. And her sending me a card just saying, it's water under the bridge. And I'm just like, you know what? It's not water under the bridge. I'm still hurt that you kept you kept hanging out with my ex and his family and didn't tell me. But I can't tell her that. You know, my sponsors told me, you know, many times, she has Coca-Cola. You want water. Why do you keep going to her to try to get water when all she can give you is Coca-Cola? I was like, yeah, you're right. You know, and... So now I've put distance in my in in between the relationships. I just um and I guess when I was married it was like, Oh, you feel like you had to do all this stuff. Now I'm like I'm single, I'm gonna do whatever I want, you know, and sometimes you know, I check in with my sponsor about it and check in with my therapist and sometimes it's kind of lonely. It's it's just different, you know. I just luckily I found you know, my wonderful gay husband, who I'm going to hang out with him over the holidays. Um, you know, and just, I have, you know, I don't have a ton of friends. You know, I have a few close friends. And I know that Thanksgiving, you know, morning, I'll go to Thanksgiving in the park. You know, I, I, I know I need to step up my meetings right now because, you know, things are harder. But I know that I've learned in this program, too, is to show up, like, and then this is something just like in the last few years, like I would just call in sick because I needed a mental health day. I didn't want to deal with work, you know, and 
and I've been the job I'm in right now. It's um, you know it's entertainment. It's crazy. It's a lot of hours, but I show up. I show up. I be of service. Deal with crazy personalities and do the best I can with it. Um, you know, and that's the big thing for me not to call in sick. That was something that was like on my character defects that because it was just so easy just to be able to stay in bed and and that's you know I was here I haven't gotten to that place at least in the last two years that like when I wake up in the morning I'm so happy to be alive you know I want to get up and conquer the world I'm like can I just go back to sleep you know I just don't want to deal but you know I've learned I've been taking this this other class that's like a passion of mine with you know, art for healing and it's I've learned like to make this play playlist for myself for music to help me to want to wake up and get up in the morning. As soon as I get up, and you know, I've said you know, I constantly wake up with prayers, you know, saying my prayers, and I have my four today that I read and and some other readings, and you know, it's, um, as soon as I'm up, it's like okay, I can do this, I can get on with my day, and then. You know, I'm thankful that I usually can get through my days now without, you know, not having, because I've always dealt with depression, anxiety, and and not having to go to something to try to fix it. Like, I can try to breathe. I can I can get take go outside and call my sponsor, say, you know, I'm having a really hard time. I want to kill this person, <laughs> and I can get through it. Um, so, I mean, there's a, I, I know I you know, my sponsor's like, you have so much recovery. You know, you were like the poster child for getting through things, you know. And, you know, in this program, you know, I've had family members die. I've had major surgeries. You know, I've had surgeries where I can't have children. Um, and things I've just had to get through, you know, and and not have to eat over it and not have to. And it's not always perfect. Like, if I'm uncomfortable with my food, it's like, I let my sponsor know because I don't have a rigid absence anymore. I mean, it's, it's basically three meals and, you know, two to three snacks if I need it. You know, I just kind of three to four hours in between meals. I don't have a real rigid on But I know what a meal is. I know what eating healthy is. I know what, okay, this isn't a really healthy meal. You know, I can have servings of sugary things, but I can have a serving and it's outside of my house can't have that in my house because that makes me crazy um so it's you know i'm just right now it's like i'm so grateful that i have this foundation like trying to get through a really hard time you know i it's been two years i felt like oh i'll be over this divorce i'll be over this person already well he was in my life for 12 years you know it's um it's and he is going to be paying me for the next 10 years. So it's like, he's, he's going to be around. And, and you know, it was weird. as like people said, well, you could have gotten so much more, you know. But I had, a, I, did, I had a divorce with dignity. And the only reason I had that was because of program. It was like I did not want to go through an ugly divorce and lawyers and all this crazy stuff. I mean, we, we settled our properties and everything through a therapist. And then we had a paralegal write it up. And... It was a really, I was like, that's the only way I could handle it. I was starting a new, I was trying to find an apartment. I was starting a new job. I couldn't do a crazy divorce and just, you know, it, you know, now I'm like, gosh, I wish I, you know, would have made him sell the house so I could have gotten all that. But it's just, it is what it is. And, 
it made me more sane and not I didn't have to lose my abstinence over it I you know I because and there's many times in the past two years where I've been very very depressed and think there's another way to deal with things but luckily I'm like calling my sponsor going oh I'm going to meet my sponsee right now. I really can't be suicidal if I'm going to meet my sponsee, okay? I have to be a service to my sponsee. You know, and that's what gets me out of a bad funk. Me leading this meeting. It's like, you know, I knew like a month ago, and I've been going around and around in my head, what should I say? And, you know, my sponsor was like, you have plenty to say, you know? And and I always, and when when my head starts spinning, I'm just like, okay, the set-aside prayer. I set aside everything I think I know I should say, and I pray for an open mind and new experience. And that set aside of prayer has helped me, has been a real common denominator for me right now in this past two years. And, um, you know, it's, yeah, it, all I know is like, it's hard right now, but it could be a lot harder if, I don't know, sometimes I think it would just be easier if I could just numb it out, but, I, you know, once you've had this many years in program, you just, you can't, it's too hard to go out. It's like, I, I don't want to go out. It's like, I need you guys, because when I come in here, I think it's the only room, these rooms are like the only rooms that I feel safe, I can talk about anything I want, like I have a woman's meeting that I go to on Monday nights, that's emphasis on is on sexuality and relationships. I can say anything in that meeting, and it's helped me heal, helped me meet other women who are going through divorces, who've gone through similar situations. You know, and we're so great. You know, we're so lucky in Los Angeles that there are so many meetings that you can attend that have different focuses. And um, and I do whatever I can. Like, okay, I have to leave at seven o'clock. You know, I'll come back. After my meeting, you know, or if they think I'm going to therapy or whatever at work, I'll come back at 9. And sometimes I have to come back at 9 and work, you know, four more hours or whatever. But just I just need that fix of my meeting um, and be in a room where I feel safe, you know, that I can just stay. I mean, that, that's just so important for me because it's helped me realize I don't, I don't have to tell everybody my stuff. And that's the hardest thing with me, dating I want to get to know someone like right away, you know. And I have, and I remember my first two husbands. I worked with them. I knew them for like a year before I started dating them. Um, you know, my therapist keeps coming. She's like, you don't, you can't have insta boyfriend and insta friend. You know, I can't add water and they just blow up. And here I got a boyfriend. You know, it just doesn't work like that. I wish it did because I just want to bypass all that getting to know each other. You know, because it's just like okay, you know. Because I think that the scary thing for me is if they really get to know me, I'm afraid they're not going to want to get to know me. or want, They're going to see, but see ya. Because but, you know, my, my therapist and my sponsor is like, you don't have to like introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Debbie, compulsive reader, anorexic, bipolar. I try to kill myself. Da, 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 da. I mean, I don't have to you know, fail. You know, but I think, you know, I need to like, let them know. And I remember one time a guy asked me about a meeting, and I go, "Yeah, I have an eating disorder." He goes, I, "He's like, I wouldn't tell that to everybody." And I'm like, "Well, you asked, so I told you." You know, um, it's you know, it's just I just find it's really weird out there, and I don't trust many people at all. Um, you know, there's just it's 
it's very challenging. But if I go too far out in the future, it makes me crazy. And I'm like, I can right away, I can feel it. When I start to overwhelm, I'm like, okay, I need to get you know, my, right where my feet are right now. And I don't need to worry about, you know, what's happening, you know, in two years, you know, or even a month. Because I'm, I'm, I'm very nervous about, like, I constantly, the relationship with my mother, she acts like everything's okay, and but I just don't understand when she calls me and leaves me messages, and then she has to tell me someone's cancer story, that someone has cancer. It's like, everyone has, somebody, it's like, why are you telling me this? I don't even really know this person, you know. I want to have a relationship with her, but I'm real, you know, I think she's always done that, and I'm just really noticing it now, and... And it's sad today I thought about it. I was like, I kind of wish I never would have met them. You know, it's just the way I feel. Like, I feel very betrayed on how they dealt with the divorce. And But I'm, I'm going to have to get to a place of... I, I do get to points of accepting it and try to show up to family things and just... But then when my new art piece on my arm became... A topic and it was like so what's going on there you know not to me to judge and I'm like really <laughs> you know and so I just gave the whole description of why I did what I did you know um, and I you know I also have to curb that too with my sponsor because tattoos for me lately have been another escape I get tired of feeling emotional pain I just want to feel physical pain I don't have to you know can just escape for a few hours and that's not the healthiest way either. And it gets very expensive. So I can't have to stop doing that for a little while at least. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I've, you know, I've done a lot like in the last years just trying to find where I fit in. And I think that's one of my biggest things. And at least I, I don't, I've learned not to react on the feeling right away, like, I immediately don't, I feel left out. Like, if everyone's going to lunch at work and they didn't invite me, well, it really has nothing to do with me, you know. They're in their little group and they're 20 years younger than me, and if I want to go, I can say, hey, can I come? But, um, yeah, I just, and I know, like, at least now, I have the clarity, like, okay, this is historical. This is because of my abandonment and my betrayal issues, this is not because of these people in front of me at this moment. You know, these are. this is just old. I can take a deep breath. You know, I don't have to, like, go... You know, cause I, I mean, ten years ago, I'd be yelling at those people. You know, why didn't you invite me? And it's like, they're going, what are you talking? They thought I was crazy. Well, I was, you know. Um, and, and now it's like I just keep... A, I have to keep a lot to myself. Um, I mean, being married, I, I learned the edit button pretty good, but I guess not good enough, you know. Um, I mean, and I was in so much therapy when I was in mar- married the second time. I'm like, I never want to do that much therapy with another human being again. I'm like, I'll take care of me. That, and that's what I'm going to I just I gotta take care of my side of the street. I know I need a lot of work. I need to have someone that I can talk to just to tell them all my craziness. Because when I start to tell someone outside of these rooms or who hasn't dealt with depression or doesn't have any, you know, addictions, they think, like, oh, just snap out of it. And I'm like, you know what, if I could snap out of it, I would snap out of it, you know. But, you know, I've learned, like, okay, I just need a little more exercise. Let's see if I can get, you know, because work can just be so all-consuming and 
it's not healthy for me. I need to be moving my body. I need the dopamine running. I need to, you know, to basically just get out of my head um, and not be sitting in front of a computer, you know, all the time. You know, and I, I always tell my sponsees, like, where's the fun in your day? You know, I've had so many sponsors ask me, what are you doing for fun today? I mean, it doesn't have to be this, you know, grand, you're jumping out of an airplane, you know, just just like looking at the ocean, just sitting, taking two minutes, because I know where I live, I live on the west side for a reason, because that ocean is there. That ocean is my higher power. Just seeing the horizon line and the water, that brings me peace. I can drive over the hill. I mean, the job I have now, I'm thankful. I'm literally two miles from work, and I can still be late. <laughs> I'm just... But I drive over the hill, and there's the ocean, you know, and it's like, ugh, I just saw it for a couple minutes. But, you know, my, because I, I, I remember at the, the last time I shared this meeting, I had just left playing roller derby, and I went back to it last year around this time, because I thought, oh, I'm going to find my community again. I'm single. I can do this. Well, the whole sport has changed, and I mean, it was fun. I love the exercise, and I love, you know, the camaraderie on the track, but there was just so many politics, and I was like, this is, I can't do this. So it was, it was something, I mean, I've been trying in the last year a, a lot of things to find where do I fit in. Bottom line is, I, I'm fine. This is the only place I really fit in, <laughs> you know. I mean, and I ideally want a, another partner, a companion. I don't know if I ever need to be married again. I've done it twice. I, I don't need to, I need to share all my finances. Um, but I just like to have someone to travel with, to do things with. But, it again, it's not going to be like insta-boyfriend. It's just going to take time. And, and it's actually, it's God's time. It, it, you know, I just heard recently in the last week, you know, Oh, my bae. I'm like, what's bae? It's like, oh, you're before anyone else. And then he really said, I'm like, I don't have a before anyone else. And then I thought, you know what? My higher power has to be before anyone else. You know, that's what my bae, that's my bae right now. Because, and, but I really have to, like, believe it and let it sink in and breathe it, you know, because, um, I can just get into that spiral so quick. I also have learned social media is really not my friend. <laughs> um, I have really had to curb, you know, what time, like, okay, 10 o'clock, no more looking on Facebook. No more, you can't be stalking all the different guys that you've been dating or in the past or, you know. You know, I see, you see all this stuff, and it's like everyone's getting married, everyone's having families, everyone's having kids. Their pictures, it's at the moment. doesn't mean they're super happy. But to me, I'm like, I don't have any of that to share. And I'm just like realizing, sometimes I think I just need to shut the whole account down. But I'm like, oh, I'll lose contact with the whole world. I won't know what to do. You know, because none of that was around when I was trying to date before. You know, it was like, I was online dating, but it was like emailed. You didn't have smartphones. There wasn't apps. That Everything was just like this instant gratification. And I think, like, what I've learned with absence, like, it's not instant gratification anymore. You know, it's just, you know, eating something, whatever the vice is at the moment, it's going to fix me for that moment, and then I'm going to feel even worse later. So I might as well just deal with this now, get through it, 
and maybe I'm going to feel even better. You know, I'm like, I'm really trying to believe this is going to, I'm going to feel better. <laughs> but, um, it, it's, yeah. So, I think that's just, and that I have to believe that my bay is my higher power. And I have to trust, or the meetings, you know, it's like I, I need to get more, this holiday season, it's like committing to exercising more, getting to more meetings, just feeling better about myself and not worrying about all the stuff, other stuff around me, what I do or don't have. And, and one thing I've, I've always used is like compare is to despair. It's like I cannot compare myself to someone else's outsides. It's just, it does not work. So I'd love, uh, I'll end on that if there's any questions. Okay, the question was, is talk about my spiritual practice. I think as soon as my eyes open, I'm saying the serenity prayer, the third step prayer, just kind of over and over, trying to get a conscious contact. And um, I have... My four today I read every day. I have a courage to change from another program that I read. My writing, you know, sometimes it's stronger, like it's doing the tenth step at night, which sometimes I might just say it out loud, but if I, writing definitely is more powerful. And it's, for me right now, it's been five things I did good today, five things I surrender, and five things I'm grateful for. And then, you know, doing a Dear God letter, just like letting free flow okay this is how I'm feeling and, God, and then I've learned like God writes back to me and basically it's just a few like honey you're okay you know and then I can put that letter in my God box and just let it go so my it's pretty simple I'm trying to I'm not great at meditation and sitting still but I'm you know trying to sit still more often and breathe like really let um, air come into my exhale into my diaphragm so yeah that's it, that's it. thanks question was how have my friends acted to me and changed over the years when I first came into program I was like an OH cheerleader I wanted all my friends to go to program my family everyone who has this disease and then I think after a while I had to let go of that and just do my own thing and most people my friends know that I go to a meeting or in program but it's just really not talked about you know I don't talk about it I don't talk about it with people that I don't feel safe with and uh, that's helped me a lot just to know this program's for me and I can just lead by example if they want to come to a meeting but there was never really any judgment probably more that they like being around me better because I'm not crazy <laughs> okay well thank you very much